Welcome to the Sabbath School Bible Study Podcast. Today is Monday, March 1st. I invite you to pause this audio right now so that you can have your moment with God and ask Him for His guidance as you study His Word. And I'll be right back. Memory Text But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. The Suffering Servant Poem Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 through chapter 53 verse 12, known as the Suffering Servant Poem, confirms Isaiah's reputation as the Gospel prophet. In harmony with the excellence of the Gospel, the poem towers above other literature. Though breathtakingly short, every phrase is packed with profound meaning that reveals the core of God's unthinkable quest to save a race steeped and lost in sin. Let's read. Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be high and lifted up and greatly exalted. Just as many were astonished at you, my people, so his appearance was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. Thus he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths on account of him. For what had not been told them they will see, and what they had not heard they will understand. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried, yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, 
yet he did not open his mouth, like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before its shearers, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people, to whom the stroke was due? His grave was assigned with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him, putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify the many, as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he will divide the booty with the strong, because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sins of many and interceded for the transgressors. This is not the milk of Isaiah's word. He has prepared his audience by developing the messianic theme from the early part of his book in following the overall course of the Messiah's life on earth, the prophet started with his conception and birth, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, introduced his identity as a divine Davidic king, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, elaborated on his work of restoration for Israel, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 through 16, and quiet ministry of liberation from injustice and suffering, Isaiah chapter 42, verses 1 through 7. Then Isaiah revealed that the Messiah's grand drama includes the contrast of tragedy before exaltation, Isaiah chapter 49, verses 1 through 12, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6 through 10. Now, the Suffering Servant poem plumbs the depths of the tragedy. Go back over those sections just mentioned. Review what they tell us about the Messiah, Jesus. How do they help prepare us for what's coming in Isaiah chapters 52 and 53? Or do they simply make what happens in those chapters more striking? Isaiah chapter 52 verses 13 through chapter 53 verse 1 introduces the poem with a preview containing a stunning contrast. The servant will prosper and be exalted, but his appearance will be marred beyond recognition. Who can believe it? 
Isaiah chapter 53 verses 2 and 3 begins a painful descent from the servant's origin and ordinary appearance to his sorrow and rejection. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 through 6 pauses to explain that his suffering is really our punishment which he bears to heal us. Isaiah chapter 53 verses 7 through 9 continues the innocent servant's descent to the grave. In Isaiah chapter 53 verses 10 through 12, the servant ascends to the exalted reward foreseen at the beginning of the poem starting in Isaiah chapter 52 verse 13 with the added insight that he sacrificed to save others is the will of God. Compare this poem to the valley shape of Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11, where Jesus begins in the form of God, but descends by emptying himself to take on the bondage of human form, humbling himself down to death and the lowest death of all, death on a cross. Therefore God highly exalts him so that everyone should acknowledge him as Lord. Compare with Isaiah chapter 49 verse 7 which reads, Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and its Holy One, to the despised one, to the one abhorred by the nation, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see and arise. Princes will also bow down because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Let's also read Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 11. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bond servant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Read again the poem. Write down everything the poem says that Jesus has done for us. Dwell on what those actions in our behalf mean to us. Additional reading, select the quotes from Ellen White. Christ was not insensible to ignominy and disgrace. He felt it all most bitterly. He felt it as much, 
more deeply and acutely than we can feel suffering as his nature was more exalted and pure and holy than that of our sinful race for whom he suffered he was the majesty of heaven he was equal with the father he was the commander of the hosts of angels yet he died for men the death that was above all others clothed with ignominy and reproach oh that the haughty hearts of men might realize this oh that they might enter into the meaning of redemption and seek to learn the meekness and lowliness of jesus that i might know him page 339 who can comprehend the love here displayed the angelic host beheld with wonder and with grief him who had been the majesty of heaven and who had worn the crown of glory now wearing the crown of thorns a bleeding victim to the rage of an infuriated mob fired to insane madness by the wrath of satan behold the patient sufferer upon his head is the thorny crown his life-blood flows from every lacerated vein all this in consequence of sin nothing could have induced christ to leave his honor and majesty in heaven and come to a sinful world to be neglected despised and rejected by those he came to save and finally to suffer upon the cross but eternal redeeming love which will ever remain a mystery while the nails were being driven through his hand and the sweat drops of agony were forced from his pores from the pale quivering lips of the innocent sufferer a prayer of pardoning love was breathed for his murderers father forgive them for they know not what they do all heaven was gazing with profound interest upon the scene the glorious redeemer of a lost world was suffering the penalty of man's transgression of the father's law he was about to ransom his people with his own blood he was paying the just claims of god's holy law this was the means through which an end was to be finally made of sin and satan and his host to be vanquished testimonies for the church volume 2 pages 207 through 209 the humanity of the son of god is everything to us it is the golden chain that binds our souls to christ and through christ to god this is to be our study christ was a real man he gave proof of his humility in becoming a man yet he was god in the flesh when we approach this subject we would do well to heed the words spoken by christ to moses at the burning bush Quote, put off thy shoes from off thy feet for the place whereon thou standest 
is holy ground, unquote, Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. We should come to this study with the humility of a learner, with a contrite heart, and the study of the incarnation of Christ is a fruitful field which will repay the searcher who digs deep for hidden truth. Selected Messages, Book 1, page 244. And that is all for today. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes and special content.